Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Joe of Word of Prayer Cultural Center in Largo, Maryland. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It is my prayer that you are both blessed and enriched by what you hear. Feel free to share with friends and family, and also feel free to follow us on our social media outlets, Facebook and Instagram. Our social media handle is at Wopsy, W-O-P-C-C. Visit us online at wopsy.church. God bless and happy listening. All right, so here we are today. We are on Check Your Choice, okay? I thought it was going to be a, you know, one and done, in and out message uh, last month. That's why I never, if you notice, I never said part one. But some of y'all was more in the spirit than me because uh, I remember on, on that next day, Dr. Angela told the class, yeah, our pastor just started a series called Check Your Choice. And I was like, series? I had people to meet me in the parking lot and say, whoo, pastor, I can't wait for part two of that. And I said, well, well, right, here we are on part three. So y'all knew a little more than I did in that case. (laughs) But anyway, we're on Check Your Choice, an exploration of the power to choose, all right? So we're exploring that power that we have to do what? To choose, amen. Uh, The word choice is a noun, and it means an act of selecting or making a decision when faced with two or more possibilities. The choice between good and evil is the example that even the secular definition gave. And so today, I don't want to spend a lot of time recapping Um, But since it's been a few weeks, I feel like we should, you know, touch on things a little bit, especially in the event that you are joining us for part three and have not heard parts one and two. However, you need to make that happen, and you can do that on Facebook, YouTube, or our podcast, but you really should get caught up. Amen? So here's a really quick recap. Life is filled with what, y'all? with choices. All choices matter. And the reason that all choices matter is that all choices have a, oh, come on, come on, come on, y'all got it. Yeah, all choices have a consequence. Consequences, though, don't necessarily have to be negative. Consequences are good or bad depending on the nature of the choice, all right? Uh, The Greek word for choice is epilogi, E-P-I-L-O-G-I. It's a noun, which means selection, choice, or option. All right, you ever heard of keep your options open? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's the word choice in the Greek, epilogi. Why do we look up Bible terms in the Greek? Because the original language that the Bible was written in is Greek, Hebrew, or what? Aramaic. That's right. So we do this, you all, in an attempt to stay true 
to the original meaning of words and terms, which help us then to stay true to the original scriptural ideas surrounding it, all right? Because I know when I was younger, I used to wonder, all right, why do they keep telling me what it means in the Greek? Second Timothy, or, or Timothy 2.15 talks about rightly dividing the word of truth, right? And it's hard to rightly divide the word if we have a wrong understanding of a word, amen? And so we take time to make sure that we have it in its proper context. A word can evolve, you know, over time. So we want to make sure that we're not slapping today's understanding on the original meaning of the term, all right? And that's just a sidebar, free of charge, amen. We should have Genesis 2.15 written down, the Garden of Eden. That's, you know, the earliest example, um, one of the earliest examples of making a choice, uh, specifically between that of good and evil. Uh, and that led to some consequences. And we know because that was back in Genesis, and we're still experiencing and enduring consequences from that choice all these years later. Remember, our choices are important because they don't just affect us. We talked about how the concept of choice and selection shows up 311 times in Scripture. That's a lot of times. It's almost one for every day of the year. Okay? Human beings, and Adam and Eve proved that human beings have always had the power and the freedom of choice. God did not create robots. Adam and Eve, the first people whom he created, they had a choice. Then we had in Deuteronomy, the children of Israel. They had a choice as well. And in fact, he set before them clear as day a choice, a, a blessing, and a curse. Y'all remember that? Yeah, choices. There are examples of choices all throughout Scripture, but there's one that should have hit home for all of us that we discussed, and that is the choice that you made when you got saved. All right? Yeah, we all made a choice. We chose Jesus. Through Scripture, it is made very clear that God wants us to choose him, all right? He's always wanted us to choose him, even in terms of salvation. So from literally day one of our relationship with him, we had to choose him. He was always there, but we had to choose him. And he desires for us to literally continue to choose him each and every day of our lives, okay? Why does God want us to choose? Why, why do we have freedom of choice? Because he wants relationship. He wants us to be in relationship with him. We were created in his image, and he wants us to partner with him. And partnership requires trust. And trust requires choice. Remember, what I choose, uh-oh, y'all got it, is what I trust. <laughs> And so we are here in the holidays. This is the second Sunday of December. Uh, we only have, what, one more Sunday before Christmas. So we are literally smack dab, you know, in the middle of the holiday season. We are only weeks away from 2022. 
And so in this holiday season, uh, this season comes with a lot of choices, okay? Um, a few of them that we named is to spend or not to spend, to eat or not to eat. Oh, somebody say eat. <laughs> to cuff. Uh-oh, come on, somebody. Or not to cuff. <laughs> Just to name a few. And we also talked about the idea that when you submerge yourself in spiritual toxicity, you forfeit your power to choose. And that's where the reprobate mind came in. In Romans 128, we talked about the signs of a reprobate mind. We talked about reprogramming a reprobate mind. We talked about the thief on the cross who made a decision in his today that forever changed his tomorrow. And so that introduced us to part two, which was strictly focused on today. And the fact that every day is your today, Dr. Devin. Today is never tomorrow. And though yesterday was today, today has come again. And it's not the same today as yesterday. <laughs> Amen? So today, like that segue? <laughs> today, somebody say today. Today we are dealing with the other side of choices, okay? We're dealing with the other side of choices, not knowing the weight of them and not knowing which ones to choose, but how many of you know that choice making is emotionally involved both before, during, and even thereafter, okay? I'm going to say that again. Choice making, choice making is an emotional experience. It's emotionally involved before, during, and even after. So today we're dealing with some emotions involving checking our choice. We're putting some things into perspective, and we're gaining perspective, and ultimately the goal is to live in freedom concerning our choices, and that is our God-backed, God-instructed, God-led choices. Amen? Because you'll never be free only choosing with somebody else or even only what you want to choose. Mm -hmm. Isn't that a beautiful oxymoron? You would think that freedom to choose would automatically equal freedom. <laughs> you think that uh, you're free by choosing how and whatever you like to choose. But how many of you know that the freedom, mm -hmm, uh, uh, that type of freedom is what got a lot of us in bondage in the first place. Witty Sunday, what if I told you that some perceived freedoms are actually perpetual bondage? And for the believer, your freedom will be found with siding with God concerning your choices. Mm -hmm. 
But I didn't come to talk about that today. What I've come to talk about is the effects of choosing, particularly the emotional ones. And part three is important because if we are honest, if we're honest, one of the hardest parts about making a choice is this, that criticism is inevitable. You should write that one. Yep. Yeah, that would be one of my first points today to highlight that one of the hardest parts about making a choice is that criticism. Somebody say criticism. Criticism, it ain't, you know, that it might happen. It's not that if you, you know, don't navigate your choosing correctly, then you'll be met with criticism. No, 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 no. Criticism is inevitable. That means it's going to happen. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, has anyone ever been criticized? Criticized for their choice. Check this out. Has anyone ever been criticized for their choice even when it was the right one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, have you been criticized for your choice even when it's the one that HS said to go with? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Have you been criticized by your choice even when it was backed by Scripture? Come on, somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know what I'm talking about. I think I have a church in here. How about online? How about y'all? Has anyone online ever been criticized for their choice even when it was the right one and you know it and God said it? If so, I need you to type, yeah, 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 I understand. I've been there. Listen, even coming kingdom correct, won't stop criticism. <laughs> In fact, it may encourage more of it, especially because most of the time, if you're coming kingdom correct, you're not coming with the in crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you're coming kingdom correct, nine times out of ten, you got more people against you than for you. Yeah, yeah, I, am I talking to the right church? It's not too late for me to take this message down the hall. We good? Check this out. Some of you received the biggest criticism of your life when you decided to live for God, for real, for real. Okay, I think I'm in the right place. I think I'm, I finally think I'm in the right place. And, and some of you don't know what I'm talking about because you've not yet decided to live for him. For real, for real, but we're yet praying and believing that one day, and I mean one day soon, you'll bear witness to that thing. But anyway, in fact, listen, in fact, some of you straddle the fence like you're doing in fear of criticism. Yeah, yeah, that's why some of you are lukewarm. You know what it means to be on fire for God. You want to be on fire, and you're on fire behind closed doors, but in the public... Criticism keeps you doing things socially that you're not even comfortable with. Yeah, 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 yeah. In 2022, how about, we, no, 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 today, how about we go ahead and bring that leg on over and stop straddling that fence in fear of criticism? Because, see, the fence is to keep some stuff in and some stuff out.
And so no more straddling the fence in fear of criticism. You know, with the people who are on fire, you got all the lingo. You know what I'm saying? You Listen, you, you, you didn't invited them to join you in this devotional. You know what I'm saying? And you, and we, you didn't set up a time to pray the devotional. And so, you know, you like that, with the, but, but don't let you get around the people who you fear will criticize you. Uh, yeah, yeah, ain't, ain't. Uh. You, huh, huh? The lingo didn't changed. What happened? Oh, you're afraid of the criticism to say, oh, you think you're better than us now? You think just because you stop this, you think just because you do that? Huh? And so we have to choose ye because the thing is, depending on what side you decide to swing your leg on over to and hop down on, it's going to please somebody. And so we've come to the point where we have to choose who we want to please. Once you decide to swing that leg over, hop down, and get where you need to get, it's going to anger somebody. But you need to decide who you want to be angry at you. Because ain't no anger like righteous anger. Huh? You fearing their criticism. <laughs> Listen, fear the wrath of God. Wrath of God. Yeah, you can't just say the wrath of God. It don't hit the same. The wrath of God. Yeah, there's a little T on the end too. Amen. When you choose wrong, you're going to be criticized. When you choose right, you're going to be criticized. So if I'm going to be criticized either way, I'd rather get criticized by man and honored by God in response to my honoring him. I don't want to be in no lose-lose. I got to win on some side. I'd rather that than to get criticized by man and dishonor God. The truth is, people might put pressure on you. And the truth is, certain criticisms from certain groups of people might not feel so good. The truth is, Criticism, ah, man, is something that sometimes does S-U-C-K. But Susie and Sam and Shaka Zulu don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. They are not the ones who are mindful of you. And they are not the ones who are perfecting everything that concerns you and they haven't called you for such a time as this and they haven't shed a single drop of blood for you on anybody's cross and they aren't depending on you for kingdom work and so since 
Criticism is inevitable on either side. We've got to decide today who we're going to please and who we're going to serve. But I feel like my man Josh in Joshua 24, 15. But as for me and my house, <laughs> we fitting to serve the Lord. Amen. Somebody say, we fitting to serve the Lord. What version is that? That's the Southern Standard Version. The SSV, amen. You won't find it in your Bible app, but know it exists, amen. <laughs> Somebody shout, check your choice. If you're with me, shout, check your choice. Mm -hmm. That's it. Check your choice. You know, we hear a word like this, and we automatically think of the other person or the other people. But can I let you in on a little secret? Don't tell nobody. It's just between me and you. Sometimes we are the critics. Sometimes you and me, we are the critics. What they say, quiet is kept. Quiet as is kept. Sometimes. As blessed and highly favored in Zion as we are, we're the critics. Especially if somebody doesn't choose your way. Or even worse, if somebody doesn't choose you. How much slander have we unleashed when we weren't amongst the chosen? Uh-oh. Wait a minute, Pastor. I thought, I, thought, I thought we were talking about other people now. This thing that took a turn. All right. Yes, it sure has, because recently I've received a revelation that is uncomfortable at first thought, but then freeing, and that is everybody is not supposed to choose me. Mm -hmm. I've come to realize that everybody is not supposed to choose me. Okay? Okay. I, I know I'm bomb. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I'm secure in my calling. I'm somebody who has always had a high self-view and esteem. I'm very talented. I'm lovable. I'm integral. I know who I am. But even in all of that, I've come to the conclusion and have been the recipient of the revelation that everybody is not supposed to choose me. I'm just letting you know that, that that thought is not something that is lowering anything you know to be true about you. Even in business, 
just like, like I've experienced where I've done my research and I've had a group of businesses and the one I went with ended up being the perfect one for me. It was a blessing. It was smooth. It was a great fit. It was the one for me. Well, sometimes I'm going to be in that group of businesses that didn't get picked. And that's okay because their blessing wasn't attached to me. It's not always about me. Yeah? And that doesn't make them evil. They're not crazy. They're not blind. They're not sleep. They just had to make the best choice for them, just like I often have to make the best choice for me. Listen, and this is right downable. We've got to be mature enough to subscribe to the idea that some people don't choose you because they aren't supposed to. We've got to be mature enough to subscribe to the idea that some people don't choose you. Might want to write me. Because they simply aren't supposed to. Let that sink in. Because that challenges some of what we've been taught. Some of our mind frames, you know. Just like you're quick to talk about how everybody ain't for you. Newsflash. You ain't for everybody. Sometimes you're the somebody that somebody's not for. <laughs> and it's okay. And when it's somebody that you aren't for, it does not mean that anything is wrong with them. It does not mean that you have the right to talk bad about them or to try to get people not to like them. Listen, we live in a culture, if you don't pick me, <laughs> you missed out. Listen, I ain't nobody's option. I'm the choice. No, you're a choice. But you're the choice for the right chooser. Humble yourself so you can be exalted in the right place with the right people. Yeah? Some of us are exalted, self-exhausted, self-exalted, and it's not working out. Because we, we didn't exalted ourselves in the wrong place and with the wrong people. But if you humble yourself and allow God to exalt you, then he'll send you to the place and send you the people that belong to you. And so guess what? If somebody didn't pick you, it's not that they missed out. It's not that they're crazy or they're, they, you must be blind. No, they can see clearly that you aren't the choice for them. And it's okay. I'm trying to free somebody. And I'm not even on, on the, the main freedom point. I'm shedding light on something that we've been taught that has honestly done more detriment to our self-esteem than it has helped us. It's, listen, it's damaging and narcissistic to believe that everybody who didn't pick you missed out. 
I will. It's damaging and narcissistic to believe that everybody who didn't pick you missed out. Out of the 7.9 billion people in the world, anybody who didn't choose you, something's wrong, right? I mean, that literally doesn't add up. Like, put everything else aside. Mathematically, it doesn't add up. As a pastor and the under-shepherd, God being the shepherd, how narcissistic is it of me to believe that if somebody didn't pick me as their pastor, they picked wrong? <laughs> as if God didn't call other pastors in my area. See, here's the problem. Most of us don't assess our capacity before we make irrational evaluations like that. I'm going to say it again. Most of us don't assess our capacity before we make irrational evaluations like that. I don't have the capacity to be everybody's pastor in the DMV. And that's no shot at anything about me, my abilities, my calling. But some of you want people to make arena-sized choices about you when you're operating with a backyard capacity. Y'all want that one again too? Some of you want to make or want people to make arena-sized choices about you when you are operating with a backyard capacity. You got that backyarding in spirit right now. It's okay. It won't always be like this. It's all right. But what you can't do is, is, is expect for people to make choices that aren't even, listen, if, if <laughs> come on, y'all. The safest prayer is this. God, send me my client. God, if they aren't for me to pastor, don't let them join. God, if that's not my wife, stop this before it starts. God, if, if that's not my husband, Lord, don't let us go too far. How many of you know that you can be a bomb catch, but caught by the wrong one? And your bomb self going to blow up right alongside that relationship. Don't you get caught by the right, the wrong one. Huh? <laughs> and so it's okay. Yes, you look good. Listen, you, yes, you, you put together, you smell good. You got some things going for yourself. That doesn't mean that the one who didn't choose you is out of their mind. It doesn't mean that, okay? What about God saving you from something? What, what about God saving them from something? 
And so the first group of people I want to free is the unchosen. That's the first group. The first group of people I want to free today is the unchosen. All right? The second group of people I want to free is the guilty chooser for which this sermon is named. Somebody say the guilty chooser. Get out of there. Somebody say get out of there. Where are we getting out of? Get out of guilt. Get out of guilt. Get out of guilt. Get out of guilt. Okay? On, on, on the cross, not only was our sin forgiven, but our, our guilt was removed. Let, let's not, let's get out of guilt. Some of you have moved forward on some choices and made some choices for which the criticism has been so loud concerning that it's crippling you. Let's say that again. Some of us have moved forward on some choices and made some choices. I'm talking about the right choice, the good choice, the God choice. And the criticism has been so loud and we've been paying so much attention to it that it has crippled us. And you've made the choice, but the misery of your guilt is causing you to miss out on the joy of being in his will. <laughs> Let's say it again. You've made the choice, the right choice, the God choice, but people are making you feel bad about it, and you're letting them, and you're dwelling there mentally. So the misery of your guilt is causing you to miss out on the joy of being in his will. Mm-hmm. Sometimes making the right choice puts us in the right place, but it doesn't make us present. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes, that's what I'm talking about, it's, it's a whole other side to making choices. Sometimes making the right choice puts us in the right place, but it doesn't force us to be present in this place that we're in. Everybody know what I mean by that? You have to wake up and show up in your choice. It's nothing like your body being there, but your mind not being there. The oppressor would love to have you in the right place, but still being mentally manipulated by them in the wrong place. Because they've made you feel so bad about what you knew to be the right choice. Be free. Be free. Sometimes all you need to be free is for somebody to put words to what you've never put words to. I'm putting words to stuff today. I'm, I'm letting you see it. I'm illuminating it. We're putting words to this. You could be missing out on who is for you, stuck on what is not. You could be missing out on what is for you, stuck on what is not. Get unstuck as we move forward into the new year unstick yourself. You've already made the choice. You've already made the, the bodily movements and you've made movements in terms of space and time, but you've got to move your mind. You've got to move your heart so that all of you can show up and be present in the place for which God has called. Yeah? Listen, I'm sure God is like, you might as well stay there. You might as well chose that because you're here, but you're not here. 
Huh? You're here, but you're not here. Let's not only be here, but let's be present. You know, in school, you had a couple of people. When it was time to take attendance, everybody else here, here, here. And they say, present. I need all of us to be present. Because it's a difference between being here and being present. I'm moving on because we cannot allow for this to be a part four. We got something totally different planned for next week. <laughs> Remember um, this new idea, this new idea that we've subscribed to that some people don't choose you because they aren't supposed to. We had that, right? We wrote that down, right? This subscription, subscribing to this idea, could bring freedom to the guilty chooser who has moved on, perhaps chosen the right thing, but still bound to the opinion of the oppressor, i.e., the one not chosen. Listen, I'm here to tell you today, be free. You aren't the bad guy. You're the right guy. You aren't the bad guy. You're the right guy. You didn't make a bad choice. You made the right choice. And check this out, y'all. One day, somebody say one day. And it's probably sooner than you think. One day, your choice will speak. <laughs> you don't have to say a mumbling word, not to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you open your mouth and you encourage yourself and, and, and things like that. But, but you don't owe them anything but to allow for your choice to speak on your behalf. Because if you go with God and if you check your choice and choose right, your choice is going to say all it needs to say because you're going to bear fruit of your choosing. Anybody receive it? You don't have to respond to them. You don't have to stick up for yourself. You do not have to argue your choice. Okay? If God told you to choose and you chose, what is there to argue? Okay? Let me give you some scripture, and I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. Let me give you some scripture to stand on as you claim your freedom from the opinions of the oppressors. All right? So this is scripture to stand on as you claim your freedom from the opinions of the oppressors. Is this for anybody? All right. Well, first of all, Proverbs 22.4 tells us, Make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man. So the person that you didn't upset, that's all wild and crazy and calling you everything with a child of God, and they always got something negative to say and criticizing, yeah, let's go ahead and create some healthy space there. Okay, 22.24. Yep. The next one I want you to write down is 1 Corinthians 15.33. 1 Corinthians 15.33. That one says, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. So you don't want to ruin and, and to corrupt yourself by making a choice to be in the right place but still keeping the wrong company. 
Okay? All right, I'm going to try. It's not written down. But <laughs> listen, you don't, yeah, you, you, you don't want to become corrupt by, listen, I'm honest. You don't, don't want to become corrupt by being in the right place but still hanging with and having company with, yeah, the, the wrong people. Because that wrong can corrupt your right. <laughs> yeah? Here's another one. I love this one. This one is a challenge. Will you rise to the challenge? Exodus 14, 14. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Somebody knows that scripture. Exodus 14, 14. It says this. The Lord will fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Y'all want the SSV? If you don't sit down somewhere and shut up and let God fight your battles. <laughs> I don't know why. See, we might have to make our own version of this thing. It'll be, you know, it'll still be good and sound and line by line and precept by precept. It's not going to be a paraphrase, you know. We, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Here's another one. Hebrews 13, 6. Hebrews 13, 6. Hebrews 13, 6. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. Check this out. What can man do to me? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Hebrews 13, 6. The Lord is my helper. Who's your helper? The Lord. What better helper is there than that? The Lord is your helper. So if I got the Lord helping me, I cannot fear, will not fear, have no reason to fear. It's not just a song. What can man do? What man can step against? Stand against the Lord. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? This is scripture for you to stand on as you claim your freedom from the opinions of the oppressors. Okay? To the guilty chooser who is chosen wrongly. I'm going to say it again. This is a, this is a subgroup. As I close, to the guilty chooser who has chosen wrongly and you think that you're in too deep. You're listening to this sermon, but you've automatically disqualified yourself because you think that you're too far on that side of the fence. I'm here to tell you today, as long as you're still breathing, you are still qualified to check this out. Change your choice. <laughs> We've been talking about this whole time, check your choice. And I'm introducing a similar slogan that some of you, it needs to be your slogan in this season. Change your choice. It's not too late. You're not in too deep. Listen, you haven't dug yourself a hole that's too deep for God to reach down 
and snatch you up out of if you call out to him for help. And so to the guilty chooser who has chosen wrongly and you think you're in too deep, as long as you're still breathing like that criminal on the cross, as it might be your last breath, but as long as you're still breathing, you still are qualified to change your choice. And don't let nobody tell you different. Choose ye this day. I don't care what you chose yesterday. And I don't care what you chose the day before. But somebody choose ye this day who you're going to serve. Call out to God and he will answer. He'll pick you up and he'll turn you around. And he'll plant your feet on a solid ground. Listen. Call out to God. I don't care how messy you think you've been. I don't care how dirty and filthy you think you are. I don't care how reprobate your mind is. Call out to God today. Woo, Jesus. And that God, he'll lift you. He'll lift you up out of darkness. He'll lift you up out of guilt. He'll lift you up out of bondage. He'll lift you up out of low self-esteem because they've driven your self-esteem down because they've been in your ear telling you who you are and who you're not. He'll snatch you up out of all of that. And he will help you change. Woo, Jesus. He'll help you change your choice. This is for somebody. I know it is. I feel it. I feel it in the room. This is for somebody. He will help you change your choice. And when you change your choice, you stand on the other side of that fence boldly. Don't come over here like a newcomer. Uh-uh, I belong here. I should have been uncomfortable over there, but I'm comfortable here. I might have just got here, and I was supposed to have been here, but I'm here now, doggone SSV. I'm here now, doggone it. And, and I'm showing up, and I'm deciding to be present, and I'm, I'm, I'm letting go of whatever is over there, whoever is over there. And I'm walking into this new place, the right place, making this right choice and embracing everything that God has always had for me over here. I wanted to get into a Bible story, but you can write it down. It's Jacob, Rachel, and Leah, and I'm still closing. Jacob, Rachel, and Leah, he was tricked into living with a choice that he didn't make. Anybody been there? You look up and you realize you're having to make a life with a choice that you didn't make. What happens when you work hard for the wrong thing? What happens when you spent a lot of time and energy for the wrong thing. What, what, listen, he could have settled, but he put in the work all over again for his choice. And so this is what God spoke to me, and I want you to write this down. If you don't write nothing else down, there's no penalty for the pivot. There's no penalty for the pivot. 
okay? This is straight from the mouth of God. There's no penalty for the pivot. You will not be penalized because you've changed your choice. Okay? You will not be penalized because you worked so hard for the wrong thing. You won't be penalized. Somebody say, there's no penalty for the pivot. <laughs> That's all I have. I pray, I pray, I pray that you were blessed by this series. I pray that you have been on a journey to check your choice. And I pray that today you received every tool that you needed to move forward and either change your choice, stand firmer in your choice, remove yourself from the guilt concerning your choice. I don't know where you fall, but I pray you fell somewhere where you got exactly what you needed. Did anybody get what they needed? Can we give God praise? Can we give God praise? Hallelujah. Let's give God some praise. Somebody shout, check your choice. Check your choice. Check your choice. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. Check your choice. Choose God. Even in this season, it's easy to choose a lot of things. Choose God. Go with what God is saying. Go with what God is saying concerning your finances. What Bishop, what Bishop say around this time? Don't go broke buying gifts for people who don't even really like you in the first place. <laughs> Some of you need to go home and check the choices on your little shopping list. Huh? Yes, indeed. And don't forget about God in this season. Don't you dare have a shopping list and you haven't paid your tithe. <laughs> you mean to tell me you getting stuff for other people and you ain't gave nothing to God? Check your choice. Check your choice in regards to your time in this season. Don't spend all, you know, your time at this, that, and the other and then it come to God, and you don't make no time for him during the day. There are a lot of choices that we make in this season specifically, and we've got to check them, all right? Now I'm talking to the people who are already on this side of the fence, who still got some choices to make. Remember, we make daily choices. And I'm just so thankful unto God that even out of all of the bad choices that I've made, he's not counting it against me. You know, he, he, he literally could be a God who would just punish us, you know. But that's not his nature. Anybody glad about that? That's not his nature. So even if you told yourself you were going to, you know, do some stuff this month and maybe you fell off already. Okay. We got somebody honest in the house. Guess what? Get back up and get back on. God is going to be so excited about you getting back that he don't got time to be thinking about 
how you fell off. The prodigal son taught us that. God is excited, and he'll even throw a party every time you make the right choice. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Jesus. He loves you just that much. He wants to spend time with you just that much. He wants you on his side just that much that the angels rejoice at your right choice. Thank you, Jesus. Let's check our choice. If need be, let's change our choice. Let's do what we need to do to be in line with God. Amen? And so as we close, we don't want to take for granted that everybody is the saved of God. And so we never close without giving you the opportunity to choose Jesus. Okay? Never. Never do we want to go without giving you the opportunity to choose Jesus. Everybody in the room, everybody on the live stream may not be saved. And the first step to any of this is to choose Jesus as your Savior and as your Lord. And so if you've never done that and you desire to do that, then we're going to walk you through that right now. The scripture says that you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that God raised his son Jesus from the dead and you will be saved. And so we're going to pray a prayer. And if you repeat after me and believe it in your heart, then you're the saved of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you as a sinner in need of your salvation. Come into my heart. Cleanse me. Make me new. I choose you. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart. That God, you raised Jesus from the dead on the third day. I further believe that he is now seated on your right hand, interceding for me. I am saved in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Give God praise. If you're in the room and you just received Christ from that prayer, then you can wave your hand. If you're on a live stream, then type, I am saved, because we want to reach out to you and give you some information. Um, we also don't want to leave you hanging like that. God desires for you to be in relationship with him, but also fellowship with your brothers and sisters. I'm not the only one, but he has called pastors. Uh, and so he wants you to have one. And so if you don't have one, we invite you to join the Wapsi family and to journey with brothers and sisters in Christ and to get charged up. Anybody feel charged up? I don't care how you came up in here. I feel charged up, and I hope you feel charged up as well. This charging happens. Now, when you on your alone time, it's necessary. But there's something about when we gather together. It's something about getting charged up in corporate worship and in corporate atmospheres where we're receiving the word and confirmation is happening all around and Holy Spirit is moving from breast to breast. It's something about that. And so you need that. You need that in your life. So if you want to join the Word of Prayer Cultural Center, if you're on a live stream, 
type, I'm part of the family. If you're in the room, wave your hand, and we're going to celebrate you, and we're going to welcome you in. Amen? Amen. Give it up in case that's anybody online. And there's still time. There's still time. Amen? This is so important that we don't want to rush this portion. And so if that's you, make your choice today. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, we thank you so much for allowing us to gather. We pray, Father God, that we did everything today in a spirit of excellence as unto you. I thank you, God, for showing up, God. I thank you for honoring obedience. I thank you, Father, for speaking directly to the heart of your people. And I believe, Father God, that the same way we felt your presence, your spirit, and your power in the room, they felt it on the live stream. I thank you, Father, that that's the same way and even greater that we will feel your presence and we'll feel your power, God, and, and we'll feel you, Lord God, all throughout the rest of this year. Show up and meet us every time we meet in the name of Jesus. Um, Father God, I thank you uh, for everybody under the sound of my voice and on the stream. I pray that their household is blessed. I pray that this week is a blessed week for them. And I pray, Father God, that you would have your way in their lives and let your will be done in their lives. We thank you for a super phenomenal week in the name of Jesus. And now unto him who's able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his Father's face with exceeding joy, be glory, dominion, and power, henceforth and forevermore. Let God's people shout, Amen. 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 Amen.